0: You know it, I know it, we all know it. Next year is creeping up quick. If you're like me and you wanna skyrocket your revenue in 2024, then you're gonna need tech that puts you in the driver's seat. This new HubSpot sales hub will help you close out the year strong and kickstart your successes in 2024. You guys know I'm a stickler about communication and making sure that the team is all aware. And that's one of the great things about this tool your team is going to be able to collaborate on every piece of the customer journey. Sales Hub also keeps your operations running really smooth and allows you to have this prospecting workspace where you can see who is in the mix. And then you're also going to have the thing that we love as operators most, which is some sales analytic tools that are going to keep your data connected across all of the teams that are involved. HubSpot Sales Hub lets you accelerate every facet of your sales operations with precision, something we very much value around here. So finish out Q4 Strong, gear up for the new year with this amazing tool. You can learn more at hubspot.com slash sales. This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions To grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm gonna give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things. So let's do it together. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. You are catching me with a ton of energy because I just wrapped up an information session with over 200 people talking about the Director of Operations Certification Program. If you're tuning in right now, you have got a couple of days to join us in our 21st round of the certification. Head over to directorofops.com. You can learn a whole lot about it. You can apply or you can join our wait list. So welcome to all of those gals that are joining us in round 21 right now. But one of the things in this incredible training, if I may brag on myself, was that we were showing and showcasing some of the ways that we help our students to get results. And one of those results that students are desiring is to really understand systems and tools and processes that have worked for me so that they can implement these in their companies and their businesses right away. That gets them the value from the certification. So in this info session, I was able to showcase one of those tools. I have talked about this tool, the levels of operations in a podcast a few podcasts ago. And I'm going to reshare that information with you ladies today, because I believe that this is absolutely helpful for you to understand if you're on track to become a director of operations and so that you can answer the question is this right for me now this tool and pyramid that i'm going to share with you today is going to be helpful for you as you're looking for progression in your own career but it's also multi-useful and you can use it in building the teams that you are going to be responsible for so enjoy the next 25 minutes of learning about these four layers and i look forward to hearing what you think Hey, friends, welcome back to episode number 70 of the Ops Authority podcast. I am your host, Natalie Gingrich, and we are going to spend some time together today just learning a little bit more about how operations compliments you, and then also trying to figure out where you fit in an organization. Now, this is a question I get all the time. They'll come to me, people will come to me, and they'll say, hey, I've got this type of skill set, and this is what I'm currently doing in business, and this is what I have done. This is where my experience lies. Where do I fit? What should I be doing? What should my title be? So today is all about designing and putting a purpose to where you fit in an organization. I'm going to give you a few key pointers that can help you to really just make it concrete so we can forget the guessing because here's what happens, friends. And this is what fires me up and excites me to share this with you because there are so many women that will downplay their skills, which in turn earns them less they don't reach the goals that they want as fast as they could, and they don't serve in their highest and best ways. So today, I hope I can help you to understand what your highest and greatest place is in the business, and then even design a path for us to grow and for it to be really, really recognizable. One of the really cool things about being in corporate is that we could see and we would work with a leader to have a development plan because organizations like the one I was in are really, really big. So there was a lot of ways and a lot of places sideways and upwards that I could look at inside of this organization and kind of plot what I was interested in. And so we lose a little bit of that width and depth in the online and small business spaces. But today with these tips and with this help, I really believe that this is going to help you to understand and to build an expectation and a personal development plan. So it all starts with where you fit in this organization. All right, as we're kicking off, we're going to start at the top and then we're going to go inside. So let's think of step one as the outside of the organization. I want you to know what is your function. So let me break this down a little bit for you. When I talk about function, the functions of business, you've got the front side and the back side, real scientific huh. <laughs> but the front side is our marketing side and then the back side is operations and operations has lots of different tentacles in it, just like marketing does. You know, I think when we say marketing, we have to assume, we have to assume that underneath marketing there are lots of different functions like sales and I mean, we talk about copywriting we talk about advertising we talk about all different types of things on this podcast and in your business journey and so there's a lot of tentacles to marketing but there are equally as many tentacles to operations and then another piece once businesses get bigger you actually have three sides so we talked about a front side and a back side i don't know where this other side fits but it's the delivery side it's let's just call it the face to face side but in the very beginning leaders own All of it, right? They own the front side, the back side, the upside, the downside. They own everything. And when I say leader, you can say business owner, founder, partner, whatever title it is that you want to give. But this is the person that is assuming all of the risk for the business. Okay, so let's review. We've got functions in a business. We've got the front side and the back side, and those are marketing and operations, respectively. Eventually, when businesses start to scale or they gain at least gain momentum and they start to build. Before you get to the scaling phase, we really have to to grow and build, and then scaling comes. But in any of those phases, you're going to find that the leader is going to become more and more busy. There's going to be more things to do, and the intensity in which they're going to need to be done is going to increase. What happens is they find their natural pull, Which area of the business, which function of the business are they naturally the strongest in? And honestly, it's most of the time they're going to lean towards the marketing side because it's a lot harder for someone to sell your passion than it is for you to show up to create content and to build and sell that impression. So they will hold on to the marketing piece, which means ding, ding, ding someone is going to need to be taking over operations or at least some part of the operations. So again, you've got marketing, you've got operations. I want you to ask yourself, which one of those, marketing or operations, do your strengths fall under? So marketing creates, attracts, sells, and secures business. And operations creates the foundations through your team, your financials, data, project management, finding efficiencies through systems and processes, and then also that service and delivery. So just by sharing those two functions, marketing and operations, and the different things that happen underneath them, you can see just how much work each of those functions take, which is how we start to build organizations. So your very first step is to ask yourself, which side do you naturally lean to? I have a feeling that if you're listening to this podcast, when I talked about creating and managing teams or building financials or looking at the data or doing project management, I have a feeling that a lot of you guys, if not every single person who listens, is on the operations side. So that's step one. Step two, now we're going to look inside the business. And if you're a note taker, this may be the place where you want to take some notes. So, inside of the organization, you're going to have four layers to every function. Let me describe the layers really quick, and then we'll come back to how this fits in with the functions. So, the four layers at the very top, you have vision. Underneath vision, we have strategy and then management. And then at the very bottom is implementation. So, vision, strategy, management, and implementation. At the very top, vision. Vision is the place where we cast. Let's just think about casting the vision, where our big rocks, our goals, and our questions about business and about success come from. So, that is the vision. And then we've got strategy. And at the strategic level, this is where we provide solutions that are going to be based on research, experience, and our own knowledge. Underneath that, we've got management. So now we've got the oversight of the day-to-day, which includes people, process, delivery, and this is where leadership starts to emerge in development. And then on the bottom, and the foundation, I should add, Is implementation, and this is a role that is task focused. Okay, so we're now inside the organization. We have four different layers to every function. Step one, we were talking about the functions. So, for simplicity purposes, we're going to say the function is marketing or operations. Inside of each of those functions, we now have these four layers of vision, strategy, management, and implementation. Here are some things that I want you guys to know. In every layer that I just described, it has to be covered or owned by somebody in the organization. And in a new business, or maybe you're a solo business, the founder, the CEO, the business owner, whatever it is that they want to call themselves, they cover every single one of those. This is why business feels heavy. This is one of the reasons business feels so hard at the beginning because you're one person focusing on the front side and the back side of business, and you're being the visionary, the strategist, the manager, and you are the doer in the business. This is why it is so all-encompassing and so heavy when we first are getting started in business. But as you grow, you're gonna bring in support or the business owner's gonna bring in support in one side like we talked about in step one, and hopefully they recognize where their weak side is And if their strong side is in marketing, like we talked about in step one, then their obvious weakness is going to be in the backside of business, which is the operations side. So they've handed over operations, but they can't hand it all over. So about this time in business, someone's really excited to bring on an operator in their business. They don't know what it looks like. They may have a title in their head that has been thrown around in their mastermind group or something like that but they just know they need help in operations. And sometimes I see leaders who are really not clear. This exercise can help them to get very, very clear in what level of person they are needing to bring into the business. Because here's the reality, you can't outsource all of operations to one person. And the reason that you can't is because you cannot hold all four layers inside of one person. So at this point, they realize that operations is their weak side. They want to bring in somebody to help them with it, but they can't hand over all of operations. So they have to decide what they're going to hold on to from that function, which is operations. And ladies, most of the time, the business owner is going to hold on to vision and strategy. What they really need at the beginning of this journey from an operations support perspective is someone to help them do the task. Maybe eventually they will grow into, and pretty soon thereafter, I believe, they're gonna grow into wanting somebody to manage those tasks so that they're not doing it. But in the interim, the business owner is going to hold vision and strategy, potentially even management. They're gonna hold that t- those responsibilities in the function of operations, But it's their job to understand where they are ready to delegate and hand off work. I have worked with a variety of different type of people, and personalities can be very different. Sometimes it's like, hey, I want to achieve 25% more sales this year. How are we going to do this? And if that's the goal or the vision that the business owner has, they delegate to the strategist to say, how are we going to do it? They're kind of a hands-off or macro manager, and they hand it over to a strategist. They employ a strategist to come in, either a contract or on a recurring basis, to provide the strategy which will be the most effective in reaching those goals. If you're listening to my podcast, there's a great chance that you enjoy listening to other people's podcasts. So I'd like to recommend a podcast that I've been enjoying and I think you will enjoy as well. Latinx in Power. It's hosted by Taisha Fernandez. It's also brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals like you. This podcast features interviews with top level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from all over Latin America. I recently listened to one of her podcasts called Harnessing the Power of Silence in Negotiation with Diana Kleps. While I was listening, I couldn't help but think of you and how this could be helpful for you. In this interview with Diana, she talks about what it's like to be a Latina leader in the diversity space and then another tidbit that I took away was just how significant it is in the sales process to ask a question and to let the silence work for you after that. So join me and listen to Latinx Power wherever you get your podcast. So I hope I've made it clear that the business owner is, is likely going to hold one function, either marketing or operations, and they're slowly going to pull off the layers of responsibility. And again, those layers are going to be from the top down, the vision, strategy, management, and implementation. So here's where you come in. You, as the operator, get to determine what layer you fit in as a service provider. Is it strategy? Is it management or implementation? I'm going to leave vision off of here because vision is typically a CEO role, and if you're coming in as a freelancer, as a consultant, as a retainer, employee, or contractor, then you're going to need to pick a level that you're the most confident in. Strategy, management, or implementation. Those are the three most common. And often, there's going to be a blend, and it typically works out where you're holding both strategy and management. Meaning, you find, you create, you use your experiences to create the strategy and you manage the outcome, or they have the vision and the strategy and they just need someone to put it into a project management system and make sure the things get done. In that case, you would be in the management level. But let's say they don't have a robust team to help them implement. A lot of times in our organizations that I come into, I will see somebody who is doing project management, but is also a virtual assistant, an operations coordinator, a marketing assistant. And so they combine those two things into one role. But in reality, they're holding both the management layer as well as the implementation layer. And then for someone that's just less experienced and has a niche in a delivery of a specific thing, like a copywriter or, or bookkeeping, they may only do implementation only. So Ladies, I love the idea of you self-assessing yourself. When I talk through strategy, management, implementation, I want you to think through those. Which of those fits you? And I want you to secure work for that specific layer and design your growth plan around it. When I kicked off this podcast today, we talked about how in corporate we would devise development plans for ourselves or with our leaders. And that doesn't really happen in this space, especially if you are a solopreneur or you are the owner of a service-based business. But this, I hope this can serve as your guide. If right now you are a project manager, you're excellent at it, but you want, you desire to go to the next level, then guess what? You need to start flexing your skills in the strategy layer. So how can you get more experiences? Is there any trainings that you can participate? Is there anything that you can do for self-development to get you comfortable with the strategic layer so that slowly you can let the management side go or beef it up to where you can consolidate the strategic and the management layer? This is where I came into small business. When I left corporate, when I started to see, I saw myself as an implementer at the very beginning of my journey, I saw myself as the person who could come in, could do all the things. And then I thought, wait, I can do way more than just do the things. I manage things. That's what I've been doing for 15 years, actually, professionally for 15 years. And for 40 years, my whole life, I've been managing people, places, things, processes, you name it. So I started to tell myself, I'm not just an implementer. I'm actually a manager. And then I started looking around and I said, you know what? I'm actually coaching and guiding businesses in solving problems or to help them reach their goals. That's a strategist. So I could have short-sighted myself by coming in as an implementer, which I see so many of my friends doing, and I could have stopped myself. I could have Stopped and and limited my earning potential, the type of clients I was working with, the amount of freedom I could have, and the amount of authority that I now have earned because I looked at this and I said, you know what? I'm a strategist and I'm a manager better than anything else that we're talking about. Could I do the implementation? Well, of course I could. I think every single one of us can because we can follow directions. But I knew I had executive functioning skills. I knew that I had innate leadership. I knew I could help guide and I was seeing it. I could help guide and solve the problems and the questions that business owners were having. So I did exactly what I'm telling you. And I self-assessed where I fit and I created an offer that allowed me to shine there. It allowed me to feel really good about what I was delivering. It allowed me to attract the right client And I was getting paid what I was worth, comparable to what I was getting paid in corporate and only working in my zone, not having to do all of this other stuff that just pulls us down. So the last thing we're gonna talk about today are the fact that directors of operations are a combination of the strategic and the management level. We do not own that lowest layer, which is implementation. And this is a dreamy state For many of you guys that are in the management and implementation layer. With every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, we have an ops activity. So today, I want you to tell us what layer you are currently operating in. Vision, strategy, management, and implementation. Which one or which combination are you currently getting paid for? And then I want you to join us in our private Facebook group where we're going to continue this conversation in a weekly Facebook Live and also just socially in the group. It's a really fun place to be if this conversation that we've had today is one that got your wheels turning and maybe even a little excited about where you can go and grow as an operator in a business. You can catch all those goods at theopsinsiders.com. I'd love to see you there and spend some time with you in that group. It feels so cozy inside. It's not a big monstrosity of a group, but we are so, just this week, I saw somebody pop in there and say, oh my goodness, I feel like I have found my people. So make sure you join us. Alrighty, friends, to wrap up, I just want to summarize that I want you to choose a path, marketing or operations. And then I want you to identify the level at which you're working in. I'll say it again. I feel like I've said it a million times, but vision, strategy, management, or implementation. I want you to go after opportunities that fit that and never short side yourself. I don't want you to go lower than where you know your zone is. Okay? So let's grow. This is the path. This is the way to do it. This is the way to hold yourself responsible and accountable for continuously raising the bar. And if raising the bar means becoming a director of operations and that's on your radar, ladies, our applications are open. Thanks for hanging out. And I hope this content was really rich for you. Hope you took a lot of notes. And I can't wait to see you inside theopsinsiders.com.